the emotions also come with trust. So if you find levels of trust out there, you know, be it influencers, be it accreditations that, that actually back up and endorse your brand and you lead with emotions, you, you, you see record amounts of performance you've never seen before. You, you need to understand that growth does come at a cost. It requires a lot of cash burning. And if you do not have the capacity or the financial flywheel to deliver that growth, it might just come through to, to a halt. You as a founder or you as an operator should be able to tell a story. Now, when I mean tell a story, you know, there's the emotional story bit, but there's also a story out of data. But if you don't, if the right data isn't dog, you can't tell the story. So 2023 presented its highs, its lows, and its challenges. On this episode, I want to talk about stuff I've learned in 2023 that'll be beneficial to you. This is the 2X e-commerce podcast hosted by Kunle Campbell. So welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. I actually like looking at myself. So I'm recording this with a camera and um, a screen here. I prefer looking at myself straight in the camera. It, it just, it's really, really good feedback, but I digress. Today is the final, I mean, final episode of 2023. So you should be getting this on the 26th of, of December, 2023. And for me, it's a very special one. It's, 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 a, it's, an, it's an episode more around what have been the lessons I've learned as an e-commerce operator, as a head of marketing in our you know, small portfolio of brands. We have two e-commerce brands, three e-commerce brands, two in one and, and another brand. What have I learned? What would I be repeating? What, what good habits would I be repeating? And you know, what habits would I be not repeating? And how can that benefit you, the listener, you know, you, A2Xer? So that's what it's all about. I'm, I'm going to reflect. I'm going to, to share some of our wins, um, some of our L's and you know, hopefully you, you'd gain, you know, one or two insights from, um, from my long list. I've put together a list and let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's just go for it. Hey, 2Xers, I want to take a moment to talk about a service that has made a significant impact on product launches for our e-commerce brands. It's called Tread. Tread first hit the market in early 2020 and has since become the go-to financing option for over 500 brands, including big names like Rosum. In just one sentence, Tread can be described as the ultimate solution for purchasing inventory, allowing retailers to sell first and pay suppliers later. As an e-commerce brand owner myself, I can't emphasize enough how helpful Tread has been for our business. Their unsecured funding and credit model, which takes into account the current financial health of a business, has allowed us to access financing without worrying about collateral. We've improved our cash flow by avoiding upfront supplier payments and freeing up funds. 
This has enabled us to invest in larger orders, expand our product range, and even negotiate supplier discounts. And let me tell you, the flexibility is amazing. Tread offers a pay-as-you-go model with a flat and transparent fee, which means you only use it when you need to. No hidden cost or long-term commitments, just a simple and effective way to manage our inventory financing. The best part? Tread works independently of e-commerce platforms and requires minimal onboarding. It doesn't matter if you're a founder, CEO, CFO, or part of the finance team. Tread can be a game changer for your business. With taglines like sell first, pay suppliers later, and snooze your supplier invoices with Tread, it's clear that Tread is all about empowering businesses like ours to import the goods we need now while handling the invoice and allowing us to pay up to 120 days later. So if you're in the e-commerce space and looking for a smart, flexible financing solution, I highly recommend giving Tread a try. Visit their website on treyd.io. That's treyd.io to learn more and get started today. Now, let's get back to the show. First things first, I want to start out with contribution margin. It's 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 a term thrown, you know, it's it's just thrown about in in social media in in general. A lot of in the e-commerce social media, but it's it's a very very important sort of metric, and. I'll just give you a brief definition of what contribution margin means and, and then, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. So it's a key financial metric that represents the amount of revenue from a product that is available to cover fixed cost and contributes to profit after variable costs have been deducted. So what a variable cost you have, things like, you know, your cost of goods, you have your shipping, you have your payment processing fees and variable overheads and your revenue, what you actually make off the back of it. And then your contribution margin is essentially when you take those variable costs from your um, revenue and that's what you do. So what we've done essentially when you want to execute on contribution margin in, in our e-commerce stores is just maximizing average order value. And the key way well, the most successful way I've, um, I've I've come to see increasing average order value is bundling, combining bundling, presenting value. If you think about it this way, um, if you're selling chocolates, you know you have people who sell cocoa, right? Um, so with the chocolates, with with an actual chocolate bar, you're adding more value to it. Now, in your e-commerce store, you could sell a solution based on a combination of products, right? So um, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're selling beauty devices. You could say that if you buy three of these devices, it's going to be a fantastic gifting idea. Give it to the ones you love. You're speaking to an emotion there. And all of a sudden, it's, it's not just something for you, but something to share. So, and you're... This is like alchemy in the sense that you're not necessarily manufacturing more. You're just presenting it in a way that feels good 
to some of your customers. Not everybody's going to take that offer off. But what we've been able to do is with one of the brands we acquired, AOV was $135. And we don't get that many repeat customers. And this past four months, we have increased AOV to $190, meaning that we don't have to do too much heavy lifting to, to actually grow the business, right? So that in of itself, for that one customer that's spending $60 more, $60 more, they, we, you know, um, the, 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 our contribution margin essentially is, is being maximized off the back of that. So my takeaway or the takeaway I want you to, to get from this is go to your stores, you know, go to your, um, you know, just do an audit, do a check, do a self-check and see if you can increase average order value or essentially retention you know if, if you can essentially increase the frequency or the time between you know purchases you know reduce that fairly you know well because you know a customer could be worth you know a lot more over time as they continue to patronize your brand but everything really is dependent on what you sell everything i say here is nuance if you're a cpg brand a different set of rules for you, but the core is right to increase contribution margin as a CPG brand. You want to increase purchase frequency. You want to see how you can, you know, um, still deliver that value where people are spending slightly more than they used to, and and essentially, um, you know, increase that revenue so that your variable costs remain the same and your contribution margin increases. I hope that makes sense. Right. So lessons number two, you know, this is stuff I learned in 2023. Lessons number two is growth comes at a cost. Yes, I said that. And this is from the author of, of a book called E-Commerce Growth Strategy. Why does growth come at a cost? Well, if all you're looking for is, is growth, <laughs> I mean, you can you can grow as in you can spend on advertising, spend, spend, spend on ad advertising and essentially grow your business, right? Just keep spending on advertising and, and, and grow your business. But here's the thing. If you keep spending on advertising and advertising is, is, is now accounting for a significant um, a significant portion or part or percentage of your <clears throat> of your cost, then are you really growing? And are you really growing? That's a big question. Uh, that's a big question. And if you then kind of put in the perspective of retention, if you're if it's a long game you're playing then that could be something you, you should consider in, in terms of, of growth. But 
you you need to understand that growth does come at a cost. It requires a lot of cash burning. And if you do not have the capacity or the financial flywheel to deliver that growth, it might just come through to, to a halt. There are other aspects of growth you need to be very aware of where you, you're spending, spending, spending on marketing and you're generating that demand for your products, you know, and, and then if you have any supply chain issues, all of that momentum that you built just flatlines and starts to decline. And yeah, people talk about pre-sales, pre-sales do work, but pr- the conversion rates on pre-sale websites uh, or product description pages are nowhere near, you know, when there's availability because people want things right away. Right. So if that is the case, you need to really orchestrate supply chain with what you're doing on a marketing perspective. So things essentially, pardon my French coming, don't come to shit, right? So growth does come at a cost. And I'll give you an example. So so Amazon business, we we'd been growing the you know the, the business revenue, you know, month, 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 month. We're growing the revenue, but we also had, you know, all the financial commitments and it, it just essentially came at a cost. It just came at a cost. So it, it's like you have to understand the, the ramifications as in you need to scale up other parts of your business as you scale up growth, right? Scale up production, scale up operations, scale up your systems, scale up your supply chain, even scale up your marketing, get it more intelligent to really start to get that momentum that grows and maintains rather than, you know, one that just bleeps up and then falls down. Growth does come at a cost and you need to be very cognizant about the other aspects of your business that are affected by growth. That's my point there. Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. If you have been following my journey here on this podcast, you'll know that I am a co-founder at Octelion, a consolidator of Digital First Good For You CPG brand. We acquire brands with a view to scaling them up. We currently have a portfolio of three brands, all powered by the commerce platform Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online store stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, which is a whopping 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. You'll also sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
I remember the first brand we acquired was running on another platform with quite poor conversions. We made it a point of duty to get it migrated over to Shopify and our checkout conversions literally doubled. What I love about Shopify is its ease of use. I don't think that any other e-commerce platforms that beat its usability. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is truly a global force powering Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklyn and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash e-commerce x2, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash e-commerce x2 to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash e-commerce x2. My third point was, it, it, it kind of loops back into point one, which is like bundles really improve AO, AOV. Bundles really do. We we just made a few tweaks on some of our product description pages. We put in, you know, um, discounted bundles and it was, it was wild how people take, you know, take it up, you know, take up those, those offers. It's wild. Um, we also have like, um, you know, $50 upgrades and some of our products and it's just wild how, you know, people just take them you know, at that point in time, they're like, okay, should I do this or not? And, you know, they just take the plunge and, and do it. So you need to start thinking about bonding AOV. And, and the reason why you want to do that is longer term with, 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 with bonding, you're already making your, your CAC, your customer acquisition cost is, is starting to reduce as you increase your AOV, particularly for first time customers. And we're increasing AOV way before they even get in, into our, our onto our landing pages. We prime our audience, the traffic we, we drive into our website from the ads we create, right? To make them understand that, look, we have, we have multi-buy options and it might be the best way for you to go. To go. So some people sort of take that or seed that idea in their heads as they get to the landing, all people do. And then some people take on that offer. So bonding is, is important. But what I would say is present the bundle offer in the customer journey before they even get to your website. Okay. So point number four is lean on being in the subscription business. I, I remember a, um, a podcast I listened to. Um, it was the founder of AG1. Um, he's, his name is Chris Ash, Ashenden. Um, if you know Chris Ashenden, um, and you know, if you know him personally, listening to this, please make me an intro to him. I would love to have him on the podcast. So I was just doing some research right on, on him over, over summer. And, um, I was listening to all the podcasts that I featured him. There was many podcasts I could get into. And he was like, one of, his, one of his number one rules is that be in the subscription business. And the one thing we've been optimizing for, for, for our, our CPG business is, is just subscriptions. You know, whether it's subscription count on, on, um, on, on, on Amazon subscriptions or on our Shopify, we are growing subscriptions. 
and and that enables us to get our um, our CAC higher because we know that the quality of our products, the utility of our products, really really comes to um to a high standard where we're very confident in our products and it's really getting people to commit to getting our products you know regularly we look at you know churn rates you know we we there's a very very good app which i'm actually going to open now um this this one's for amazon it's called nozzle um it's it's really really good and there's a shopify equivalent um i would remember it and put it in the shop notes in the in the show notes i'm not quite sure um i'm not quite sure where you know i'm not quite sure the name but like with nozzle you can get you know first purchase data um let, let me open this up so so i i i can give you you know proper proper so with nozzle you get new customers repeat customers total sales organic sales ad sales ad spend cac first um first purchase profit first purchase profit um you have customer retention you have customer retention you know metrics just opening it up now so you understand um you know the number of customers who've ordered once over a certain cohort um you know number of customers who've ordered twice and then it gives you a percentage you know number of customers who've up to to 13 times so you kind of understand you know what what is going on there um there's purchase interval data there's purchase analysis data and cohort analysis data. And just tracking this with, you know, with the right tools just puts you in on, on the right footing to run like a subscription business, like a SaaS subscription business, particularly again, if you're in 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 CPG, because you 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 want to you want to increase just that frequency. You you, you don't want to be acquiring customers every every now you, you want to create that fan base that you know continues to to get utility and continues to support your brand so so you need to look at um you know things from a subscription from a subscription perspective in 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 in, in my you know um humble opinion right um point one two three four five is net profits every other metric is vanity so this is our 2024 ethos where now optimizing we've grown um our our business we've, we've grown our business i think our run rates when we when we acquired the business was around 60 70k we're, we're over 100k now so we want to continue growing but we're putting a pause on on growth until other aspects of our business are reinvented, and so the actual blood of this business is cash, free cash flows, and that free cash flows is only gotten from net profit. And so, what we're optimizing moving forward for is net profit. And you might be in in, in a similar situation in which you you know you've grown or you're growing and your numbers are showing you you're growing but you're not realizing the cash you know the the the, the real cash the, the the liquid cash you think you ought to be realizing and this might be the fact that specific aspects of your business are not 
necessarily catching up with the marketing or whatever is triggering the growth you're experiencing. So you need to come back, take an audit and understand where all your, your costs are coming from and start to build efficiencies at that level so that your net profit essentially starts to increase, which also increases the long-term value of your business, right? And makes you more agile and resilient for any economic swings that come down your way. That's simply it. And, and that's um, a, a key thing we, we, we've taken. Right. Um, so point number six is focus on feelings. <laughs> focus on feelings. Well, what do I mean by focusing on feelings? We're, we're all driven by feelings. Uh, we're, we're all driven by feelings. We, we, you know, we, we've had, um, you know, for those who celebrate Christmas, you've, you've had, you know, you, you just celebrated your, your Christmas, you know, holiday, whether it's at home or whether it's with your extended family or whether it's, with friends, you know, everything we do is, is driven by feelings. And for me, I've been, you know, just thinking about like hooks, emotional hooks, and essentially the emotional benefits of utilizing my product, communicating the emotional benefits more and as early as possible in the customer journey of of actually patronizing a product. If you do that, if you do that, you have a brand that sticks. The stickability of your brand is just higher. You have a brand that's memorable. You have a brand that will be remembered. So, so everything I just said is a synonym, in, synonym to just brand recall, right? And with brand recall, if you sort of, if you pair your brand with the right sort of emotions or your 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 solution with the right sort of emotions, you will get more people vested into into actually you know purchasing or patronizing your brand. And the emotions also come with trust. So if you find levers of trust out there, you know, be it influencers, be it accreditations. That, that actually back up and endorse your brand and you lead with emotions, you, you, you see record amounts of performance you've never seen before. And when we start, and, and a lot of this is qualitative data. So, so I'm, I've been a quantitative data type of person for a while. And when I started to look, in that, look at the qualitative, it was very, very insightful. It's like a third eye. When you start to look at qualitative data and understand the nuance in, involved with why people start to make decisions, you know, why people make certain decisions off the back of that. And I prefer to sort of analyze qualitative data, right? One-to-one -one data by observing rather than asking. There, 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 there's definitely room for 
surveys and, and asking questions, no doubt, as in you, you get so much insights off the back of just asking the right questions, right? But, but also just observing, you know, an individual person do certain things or take certain actions and, 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 and recording it and seeing a pattern repeat over and over again is 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 gold dust um, when it comes to to optimization and and um, and and and, and opt just and this e-commerce game we're, we're, we're in. So so I would say focus on feelings and um, get that feedback loop from qualitative data. And for me, it's it's what we're leading with. You know, in in our advertising on our product description pages on. on, on on, on any communication medium we are, you know, we're, we're, we're executing on, it's, it's really down to, to, to the feelings and the emotional benefits. Once, once you get that out of the way, you, you plug in, you know, the, the features, you know, the, the more technical, um, you know, reasons why, right? And sometimes feelings are, it's, it's all from who delivers the message, you know, um, if if um, a, a huge celebrity, Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, whoever delivers a, a certain message over and over again or a few times or, or even <clears throat> um, endorse a, a brand once, people love them, right? People love them. And, and so emotionally, they're, they're connected to them and particularly if what they're endorsing is what they actually use on a regular basis it it, it just influences you know authors to to want to to um to 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 to, to, to take on that recommendation um the the you know the influencer or a person of influence has, has actually um you know given right <clears throat> right we're just about to wrap up i, I want to say lean so my next point is lean on ai i can't um i i want to say if you know ai is not in your workflow now right now you need to get it you know you need to utilize ai i'm not just talking chat gpt i'm not just talking chat gpt i'm actually going to record um, another solo episode just around ai and the ai tools we're using in in jan but I have um, a, if you, you haven't listened to my last podcast, I think I had a, not, not like I think in, in November, we, we recorded a, a podcast with Oren um, Indizik, Indizik, sorry, sorry, Oren, but Oren Inditizzi, he is, um, he's from, He's from Wix and we talked about how to leverage AI to drive sustained, you know, um, e-commerce growth for your team in 2024. Listen to that episode. Um, it's episode 431, I believe. Listen to that episode for sure. I have another one coming up with Tpesh in January. Listen to that. And then you want to sort of get a stack and see how AI can, can really help. You know, you have... AI tools, the range of AI tools coming in for like forecasting, you know, for, for, for operations, e-commerce operations. I haven't yet evaluated 
them that much, but it would be interesting to see, you know, what, 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 what's on offer with, with that. So I'm going to be researching on that and I'll actually be testing. I'll be using, you know, our businesses as a, as a guinea pig for, for, for that. But where we're seeing a lot of um, AI growth is generative AI, which is more in your marketing stack. How are you coming with your, your hooks, um, your videos, voiceovers, the streamlining of content, you know, for social media, there's a plethora of tools. I'm, I'm doing research now. I'm testing some tools now. But in 2024, we have to be an AI-driven company because what AI does is it, it essentially adds members of staff that execute on your strategy and context is everything with AI. So once you build that context foundation in AI, it's it's able to it's able to to execute really um, magical things, and and the, the 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 key reason people some brands are failing with AI is that context bit. They forget the context bit, and with GPT, which is with ChatGPT, ChatGPT has enabled us to create our own GPTs with a knowledge engine on there. You can create a lot of context, siloed context that do specific things. So you could create context for like your social media post. As an example, you can create context for your top of funnel ads. You could create context for what your email is going to look like, you know, based on tone of voice, um, you know, based on, 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 on your, on the segment you're, you're trying to, to get. So there is a plethora of, of, of options, really. There's a plethora of opportunity um, to, to execute on, on that. So I'll implore you to, to really explore, um, just to really, really explore AI in, in 2024. We're, we're doing that and you will expect to hear more from me on, on AI um, moving forward in 2024. <clears throat> right. The final point, need a data, pro- I think the, the final, po- actually I have two more points. <laughs> I have two more points. So if you're still listening, well done, well done. Um, my last but one point is lean on experts. Yes, I said it again, you know, lean on experts. I think s- s- a lot where... I have had bad experiences with experts. Just taking a, a self-prognosis here, the two instant, the two major instances where where you know where working with experts didn't quite work the way I expected it to work have been <clears throat> one where I have been emotionally sort of overexcited about what they claim to, to be able to do. Say, yeah, I've seen some of their case studies. I'm like, I'm crazy happy about it. And it's, it's like a, a subject I'm not particularly conversant about. So I'll give you an example. We were looking to just ramp up our TikTok. We're like, you know, um, a lot of our, our brand activity for this particular 
brand happened to be on 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 Instagram and we're like like TikTok is is the next big thing if it if not the the big thing. So looking at TikTok, <clears throat> just looking at the performance on TikTok. So so I found an expert who who had sort of gone on on Twitter and he'd been you know publishing. So I think he reached out to me and yeah we had a chat with him. I was like, look, can you do this? I just made a quick decision. He said, oh, what's it going to cost? He said, six grand. I said, no problem. We started to, to work together. Um, when things started to go really funny with, with him was when, when he was, there's just no activity. I was just didn't hear anything. I was like, what's, what is going on? He wanted to bring us into his, his own Slack. And that's fine. So long as you deliver your result. And it was, it was a terrible experience. They, what they, what they, they did just didn't deliver. And my takeaway from that was just the ex- overexcitement and not doing my diligence, you know, as, as much as I should have. Now I must say that some of, some other experts I've I've worked with, like our landing page designer Karina, has been amazing. Um, our our coder has been phenomenal, you know. Um, and you know our team, our team. I'm I'm really really guys. If if you're listening to this, you guys have you guys are amazing. You know, um, you guys are, are fantastic. Whether it's Victor. You guys are all like amazing. Our team is really our internal team. I yeah, I I, I I'm, I'm really grateful for eternal for internal team internal team. But um, with with external teams, you you need to to, to move forward to to really make progress. You you need to find the right experts. You need to find the right tools, and you know, um, like with the AOV, we worked with two two experts, two CRO experts, and you know, each had their take on it. And we're using both takes on on it and they're both working. So, so yeah, I, I would just say lean on experts you don't know at all. And for me, it's it's very tough because, you know, I was an e-commerce expert and I don't even want to associate myself as an e-commerce, although I've written a book about e-commerce, you know, e-commerce, um, e-commerce growth, right? So, just finding specialists that that are really good at, at what they do can can really make a difference in 2024 for you and and that's what we found in in 2023 now finally you you, you need a data data person um in close to your business someone who can can really give you the single source of truth on your data can can really really crunch your numbers and then you can tell a story you, you as a founder or you as an operator should be able to tell a story now when i mean tell a story I, you know there's the emotional story bit but there's also a story out of data but if you don't if the right data isn't dog you can't tell the story so i i remember my when when I was working, you know, um, for a for an e-commerce brand, that were in the automotive space, and you know, the the one thing that that, that really they, they really appreciated with me um, was just my ability to churn out data, and and they were able to translate that data into 
business insights and make better decisions. So I remember the first time I worked with them and, and I was able to sort of, I worked with them on a Black Friday campaign and I was able to really sort of, you know, come up with average order value. Um, I was able to come up with transaction volume. Uh, I was able to come up with conversion rates and I did a year on year. When I presented that, even I got more, in, got, got, you know, great insights about the business, but once I gave it to the founder who wasn't really data literate, he was able to say, oh, this makes sense. And I see why this is happening. And this is how we're going to change our strategy moving forward. And and that's it, really. That that That's it. I've been going on a, <laughs> on a solo trip here. Hopefully it's, it's not too long. I think it's, it's now telling me about 35, 35 minutes or thereabouts, but hopefully you've gotten some, some juice off the back of this. I, I thoroughly enjoy this. It's, it's therapeutic in, in my opinion. Um, I'm just going to recap everything I've said. Contribution margin, very important. Growth does come at a cost, right? And you need to be aware of the cost. Bundles really improve AOV. Lean on being a subscription business, particularly if you're a CPG brand. Net profits, every other metric is vanity. Focus on feelings, emotional hooks, emotional benefits. Lean on AI, lean on experts. And you need a data person close to your business. I hope all of these tips have been useful. And if you, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more of my voice, I haven't done enough just showing myself up on this podcast. I, I may, I've made empty promises in the past. If you do really enjoy, if you did really enjoy this episode and you want to hear more from me directly, shoot me an email on kunle at 2xecommerce.com. That's kunle at 2xecommerce.com. And if I get 20 or so emails, I would start recording more regularly. I'll start recording. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do one of this at least every month. And then at the end of every month or start of every month for sure. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the holidays and I wish you the best best 2024 ahead. Um, I also wish you huge challenges, which you overcome, you know, life shouldn't be sweet, (laughs) sweet things never, ever yield good outcomes, immediate good outcomes or long-term good outcomes. So may your journey be, be challenging, but may you overcome moving forward. And yeah, that's it. We'll we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll just wrap this up. And cheers, guys. <laughs>